Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Casey Chandler, one of the 2012 Kids First Film Critics Search Contest winners. Plus, we will be reviewing Chronicles, The Borrowers, and The Secret World of Ariadne. So, to start off the show, we are going to be reviewing Chronicles, which recently came out on February 3rd, and we have with us Blake Hawes, which is also one of the 2012 Kids First Search Contest winners, and he is from Hawaii. So, how are you doing today, Blake? I'm doing great. Awesome. All right, so why don't you tell me a little bit about this movie, Chronicle? Okay, well, Chronicle is about a trio of three average kids that all go to this high school, and one day... They go to a party, but they go out into the forest, and they find this mysterious hole. And they go down the hole, and they actually um, they come out, and they gain superpowers. It's very interesting. Which, oh, and wow. their superpowers are uh, telekinesis, which is the ability to move stuff around using your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the previews for this. I haven't actually had a chance to go out and watch it, but it looks fantastic. And the cinematography and special effects look really great as well. So could you tell me a little bit about that? Well, the uh, the genre of this movie is superhero, but they actually combine combine two different genres of movies, where they take the found footage films like uh, Cloverfield, and then they take superhero movies, and they use found footage in this movie as the photography. So every everything is a bit shaky, and it, it's pretty cool. It makes it feel more realistic because it feels like somebody's holding a handheld camera there, filming everything. Yeah, it seemed like it was done almost documentary style. And I always love that in films. It makes it more um, relatable and like you're really watching something real happening instead of actors on a script and things like that. Yeah. So I always really like that. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your initial thoughts of this film? You know, what age group do you think it's for? 
Well, the film itself, I was actually surprised with. It actually is very dark. It's almost on the edge of uh, rated R. Like, I was surprised when I first saw it in theaters. So, it is PG-13, but I would recommend it for kids 14 and up because there is uh, occasionally blood and there is swearing and many, many uses of drugs and sexual uh, comments. Mm -hmm. So, do you think, you know, all teens will like this or do you think you'll only like it if you're into action or suspense? Honestly, I think all teens are like this because... The, the three characters in the story are all relatable in their own way. They, they all go to high school. They all go through bowling. And it's just really interesting to watch how uh, such a realistic take on the society we live in today uh, is thrown into with superpowers. And that's pretty cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I know in this film, um, one of the three best friends or one of the three characters, he starts spiraling downward into this darkness. Can you tell me a little bit about the progression of that and the way his character portrayed that progression of going into the darkness? Yes. Uh, Andrew, played by the fantastic Dane DeHaan, does a great job at capturing the mood of this movie because Andrew, he's a very troubled kid. He has, he has a lot of stuff going on in his life. His mother's slowly dying. And his father is an alcoholic dad that beats him. And on top mm-hmm. of that, kids are at school or bullying him. And he just has a really like terrible way of living his life. And he's very sad. And so when he, find the, when he finds these superpowers, the, what I thought the main theme of the uh, movie was it revolves around the fact that with great power comes great responsibility. So, mm-hmm. And uh, he loses a sense of control with that. And he, you can see all the things that happen to him that are very bad. Mm-hmm. I can definitely understand the message of with great power comes great responsibility, but can you touch on any other morals or messages that you got out of this film? Uh, I also, um, when I saw this movie, I also thought like just the the friendship, the balance of keeping, you know, uh, the three friends together, and always they they have a rules in this movie where you can't use the powers on any living things because you might hurt them or stuff like that. And it was, it was just um, seeing other characters promise each other that they won't break these rules, but they end up doing doing in the end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, can you tell me a little bit about the soundtrack of this film? I know being an action, adventure, suspense, superhero film, it obviously has to have um, great crescendos in the music to portray the emotion and everything that's going on. So could you touch on that for me? That was actually one of my pet peeves about this film is that when I was watching the film, I didn't even notice there were any music, and I'm not even sure if there was any music in the film at all from what I remember. Mm, I see. So if there was any music, it wasn't really, it yeah. didn't stand out to you. But I think it was paying homage to the found footage where it's all silent and you're just in, in the room with them, right? So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Cassie Chandler, oh, sorry, Casey Chandler, one of the 2012 Kids First Film Critic Search winners. Plus, we will be reviewing Chronicle, The Borrowers, and The Secret World of Arietti. So right now we're talking about Chronicle with Blake Hawes, who is also one of the 2012 Kids First film winners. And um, this film came out February 3rd. And right now we were just talking about how the soundtrack, if there even was any music playing in the background, it didn't really pop for Blake. Um, so Blake, can you tell me a little bit more about the emotion in this film and how you think that was captured? I thought the emotion in this movie was incredible. Like, I was totally 
engaged with all the characters because everybody has a story in this movie. Like Andrew, the main protagonist, has most of the problems, and they really do a great job contrasting his home life with this, you know, this fantasy world with the superpowers he can do. And I just thought it was fantastic because it's a real problem in America today. We have many, many cases of you know violence in households, and this really captures the. Um, the scariness and the sadness of home life. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give this film a four out of five. It's a solid movie, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to watch, but, like, you know, it kind of made me depressed towards the end of it. Mm -hmm. And the, the, although I have to say the second half of the movie is incredible and you can't miss it. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think? Um, do you think that you would have added anything, or maybe taken something out of the film that wasn't necessarily um, a good contributor to the film? Honestly, the found footage that that the found footage in, in films is a huge risk, and the way that they did this, I felt like in the movie they had to go out of their way to say that um, to explain the fact that this is found footage and. Like uh, to just to like throw a camera in there somewhere in the scene and make to, for it to make sense, you know. And I thought that the found footage actually hurt the film because I think it would have been much better if it was a uh, just no found footage and just a straight on superhero movie. Yeah, so that could have been left out. I can understand how that could hurt the film a little bit, like you said. So, can you tell me if you have a favorite character or scene or something that really stood out to you in the film? Honestly, the, the beginning of the movie where uh, the three friends are just goofing around with the, the powers, I thought that, that was like one of the happiest parts of the movie, and it, it really made me laugh. I saw it with a friend, and me and him were quoting the things that they said afterward. Like, they were just playing pranks on people, and it was just fun to watch. Because, like, you know, I bet everybody's thinking, well, what if I got the superpower? What would I do with it? Mm -hmm. And these kids showed what everybody would want to do with superpowers. Absolutely. I can definitely relate to you on that. Whenever I go see a good movie, me and my friends will always be like quoting funny things or sad things or dramatic things you've heard in the film. So I can relate to you on that level. So can you tell me, you know, like you said, this film is for um, teens, but do you think maybe young adults or um, early 20s might be able to enjoy this film as well? Oh, very much. I bet, yeah, just adults in general love this movie. Uh, teens yeah it's it's more of a tar it's targeted to an older audience and um mm -hmm. this movie because you know there's a lot of jokes that will there's a lot of jokes that'll fly over kids heads but like a lot of the adults and teens will get it and it's just a great time at the movies absolutely so what do you what are your comments on the overall production honestly i thought it was a solid movie they uh the the cinematography can be good at times, but it can also hurt the movie at the same time. The acting is incredible. These characters are so, these actors um, are so suiting for their characters, and just, it seemed all real. Like, it, it felt like I was watching more of a documentary than uh, an actual movie, and just the acting really brought to life the plot. I see. And so, do you think that there might be a specific character that you could see yourself as being in the film? To me, I, I, I could see myself being uh, Andrew's, Andrew's cousin, played by Alex Russell, just because they have such a chemistry, right? And although Andrew embarrasses, embarrasses him sometimes, because Andrew is casted as sort of an outcast 
at his high school, mm-hmm. and um, Alex is always trying to help Andrew like be more social and stuff like that. And I'm, and I'm always helping my friends to be, you know, more outgoing. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to go watch Chronicle. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Rave Danny, listening to Voice America Kids. Now we're going to be talking with Casey Chandler, one of the 2012 Kids First Film Critic winners, with Gabriella Chu from New York. How are you? Hi, Raven. I'm doing fine. You? I'm awesome. We also have Blake Hawes, who is also one of the new 2012 Kids First Film winners, and he is from Hawaii. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Raven. 
Yay. And then we also have Anthony, who is one of the younger Kids First Film Critic winners, um, not a previous winner. And he is from San Diego. And how are you doing, Anthony? I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So, Casey, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit um, about yourself? Where are you from? How old are you? You know, your hobbies? Well, um, I am 10 years old. I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, two of my favorite hobbies are skiing and riding. Mm-hmm. I competitively race, and I have my own pony. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have any brothers or sisters? I have one sister named Zoe. Awesome. That's cool. All right, so why don't you tell me how you found out about the 2012 Kids First Film Critic Search? Well, I had I was at the barn late one day, and I came back, and my mom was really excited and jumping up and down, and I wondered why. And she showed me, and I was I was so excited. I just had to try this. Mm-hmm. And you and um, many other people inspired me to do this. Oh well, thank you. And you definitely were did a good job on doing this, getting to be one of the winners. That's very exciting. I remember when I won a little over a year ago, and I was very excited as well. So, what are you most looking forward to in becoming a Kids First Film Critic? Um, just having the experience um, of and writing really well. Mm-hmm. I. I think this will really help me in a lot of subjects, and I I just can't wait to do it. I I I just, I love doing what I love watching movies. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very good in being a film critic because let me tell you, you will be watching very many films. And um, do you like writing and journalism? Yes, I love. Um, I especially love poetry. But I love writing about um, things like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is, this was really one of my subjects I wanted to do. Yeah, I'm really into poetry as well and um, fictional writing. And so writing reviews for things and, you know, writing like journalism and things like that, it was very challenging for me. It definitely challenged myself and it's definitely pushed me to be a better writer and have a more rounded, you know, writing portfolio. So, Blake, why don't you tell um, Casey a little bit about what you've learned, and you've, I mean, just started. You're also one of the 2012 winners. Well, from so far, I've learned many things, like uh, how to react to celebrities and just a lot of incredible tips on speech and, and uh, voice when you're, when you're making reviews. So, and just, it's really fun. It's an experience that you can't miss. I added, I, I'm having a great time doing this job, and Uh, I will be for the rest of the year. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, you're very close to Casey's age, so can you tell her a little bit about what you've learned over the past year? Well, I've learned most about the film critic is that don't be, like, too shy when you're talking to people. Um, Also, when you're critiquing a movie, tell tell your actual feelings about the movie. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I think being a film critic is definitely a big confidence booster, and it lets you share your opinion with people that you normally wouldn't get to, you know, share your opinion with. And being 
kids in this adult world and there's media all around us, we can't really escape it. And it's nice to have a say in what media gets fed to us. And I think it's very important to be able to share your opinions. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned and one of the greatest things about being a film critic for me. So Gabby, can you tell Casey what you've learned over the past year? Yeah, I agree with you, Raven. And I think being a Kids First film critic is really amazing because I've got to have some um, awesome experiences like going on the red carpet and interviewing celebrities and going to advanced screenings. It's been um, a very educational and fun experience. And I think um, what Blake was saying about interviewing celebrities, yeah, you just have to be cool with it. And when you write reviews you should look out for like the main points like what the message is and how the actors were and etc absolutely it really teaches you how to look at media critically and go into the surface messages and also being able to attend um, some red carpet things and talk to directors and producers as well as talent but when you're talking to directors and producers you're able to see what goes on behind the movie and it makes the movie almost more meaningful to be able to see what hard work has gone into it to get the final project you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Giovanni, and today we are talking with Casey Chandler, one of the 2012 Kids First Film Critic winners. Plus, we will be reviewing The Borrowers and The Secret World of Arietti. So right now we're talking with Casey and Blake and Gabby and Anthony, and we're just talking about how awesome it is to be a film critic and what Casey has to look forward to over the next year. Um, I think probably my favorite thing about being a film critic is, like Gabriella mentioned, um, being able to go on the red carpet and interview celebrities and directors and producers. It's such a mind-boggling experience to be like, oh my gosh, I just saw you on TV and on the big screen, and I'm talking to you in person. And it's a really amazing experience that, you know, you have to really live to be able to describe what that's like. So, Blake, like I mentioned before, you are one of the very new film critics, and you've already had a very big assignment. So, can you tell Casey what it's like going into your first big assignment? Well, Casey, my first big assignment was meeting the cast and crew of Journey to the Mysterious Island. And that was just an amazing experience, because not only I got to see an advanced screening of the movie, but I got to meet, but I got to meet Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the rest of the cast, like like Vanessa Hudgens and Josh Hutcherson. So that was a fantastic experience. And can you tell her a little bit about what helped you get over those um, beginner nerves that you had going into this first big assignment with meeting all of these big list actors? One of the uh, awesome things that I came to learn about doing that is uh, just talk to them like they're your friend or because don't, don't sweat it. Like, Don't try to be too professional because... Uh, actor, actors and actresses like uh, what's the word? Realness. Like they, they like they like listening to what kids really have to say. And absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I that's think really that's really good it. advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely talking to them like they're your friend. I remember when I did my first red carpet thing, or it was more like the be a honey colored carpet for the one in the Pooh premiere. And I remember <laughs> I got to talk to. Um, some of the actors in the Disney film prom. And I remember being so nervous going in to have five minutes with them. And I was like, what am I supposed to talk about for five minutes? And it was fantastic. And I had a great time. So just talking to them, just like they're your friends or like you would talk to anybody else, it really helps you get over those nerves. 
So, Anthony, um, like I said before, you're around the same age as Casey. Can you tell her a little bit about what it was like for you interviewing celebrities on the honey-colored carpet? Well, yes, I was kind of nervous when I first started, um, like when I first went to the boot camp. And then I met everyone, started to meet all the celebrities, and it was actually kind of fun. But you know it's okay to be nervous at first, but you'll get through it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely work, you know, being a film critic, but when you're having as much fun as you do when you're reviewing films and talking to celebrities, it really becomes more like a great luxury almost than work. So, Casey, do you have any questions for any of us or any concerns that you might have going into this next year of film critiquing? No, I think you've got it all. Um, I, I'm so excited for this experience. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Well, Gabriella, you were also on the red carpet in New York for the War Horse premiere, and that must have been so exciting. So can you tell Casey a little bit about that experience for yourself? Yeah, it was truly amazing because I was standing among the international press and um, I got to interview a lot of the main actors in the movie. And I even got to see the director, Steven Spielberg, and I passed by him twice, except I didn't get to interview him because his bodyguards were like shooing everyone away. But other (laughs) than that, I thought it was really cool. And um, in the beginning, I thought I wasn't going to get any interviews because there were so many people. But I was actually happy to have spoken to a few of them. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, Casey, I have one last question for you before you're out of time. And that is, what's something unique about yourself that you think you can bring into being a Kids First film critic? Um, uh, I I (laughs) don't. (laughs) You don't know. Well, that's okay. I'm sure you'll figure something out and realize, you know, what's something unique about yourself that you can bring to this as you move along in your journey on this next year. Can't wait to talk to you again shortly. We're out of time, but we're all wishing you the best of luck, and you're going to have such a fantastic experience. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, 
sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the 1997 film, The Borrowers, and we have with us Anthony Aranda from sunny San Diego. So how are you doing today, Anthony? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm well, so why don't you tell us all about the film, The Borrowers? Well, it's all about just um, the, the borrowers who really... It's an adventure movie because they are traveling all the time because how small they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, it's about the family of borrowers, and they live in this house that they've lived in for generations and generations. And the, the humans that own the house, they actually end up having to sell the house to this evil banker whose name is Ocious P. Potter, and they call him the evil Mr. Potter. And so... The borrowers have to move out of the house because they're going to tear down the house and turn it into apartment buildings. And so, with the help of their new human friend, the borrowers go, but the youngest borrowers accidentally get left behind. So, they go through this whole big journey to try to find their way back to their family and save the house from Mr. Potter. So, Anthony, why don't you tell us what you liked about this film and what you didn't like about it? Well, I liked most of all the stuff pretty much. I can't, well, there might be some parts that I didn't like. Is that probably there could be a a little more parts and, like, the movie at close, um, not at the end, but close. Um, There's Ocean's P. Potter trapped. Now, first, all of the borrowers and all in one room. 
and then they unlock the door. Mm-hmm. And there's millions of borrowers just standing in the room. I like to see how they got out of the room. Because right mm-hmm. when they unlocked it, they opened it. And there was millions of borrowers in there. There were ropes tied around Osh's Pea Potter. And they, they all just popped off. They all popped off the screen somehow. Mm-hmm. You, so you would have liked to see that be a little bit more elaborated on? To just see how... How did they get all that stuff out? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, I absolutely love this film. I've been watching it since I was very little. It actually came out in the year that I was born. Just a little interesting fact. Um, and, yeah, I absolutely love this film. I think all of the acting and the characters are splendid. I think the cinematography is fantastic, even though it came out in 1997. Um the cinematography is still fantastic. Something that I really love is seeing all of the little contraptions that the borrowers make out of everyday human household items to sort of mimic the everyday needs that um, humans have and borrowers have. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Anthony, can you tell us what you thought of the cinematography? Well, I thought that was really, really good, seeing all of it just put in together and uh, most of it was pretty good, and except for that part that I told you about. Mm-hmm. So everything else is perfect. Awesome. And what did you think about the costumes? I absolutely loved the costumes of the borrowers, and I especially liked the hair design of the borrowers. They all had, like, crazy, poofy red hair, and um, the girls had their hairs, like, braided in beads, and I just thought it was very creative and really cute. So what did you think of the costumes? Well, I thought the costumes were so cool, and like when Osis P. Potter, he got splattered with all the cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I can't believe how they made their hair like that, and also when, um, like, that burning machine from the exterminator, mm-hmm. um, how his face looked all red and puffy. Absolutely. I think probably one of my favorite scenes, well, I, I, I love this whole film, but um, I think my favorite scene is when Exterminator Jeff and Osha's P. Potter, they go to the house because they realize that there's some sort of vermin there, and Osha's P. Potter realizes that it's really the two children borrowers, Arietti and P. Green. And so he calls Exterminator Jeff, and they have this whole thing where he's like trying to exterminate them with this spray, and of course... Um, being the good guys, the borrowers trick them and it ends up good, but I just thought it was so funny and Exterminator Jeff, played by Mark Williams, is one of my favorite characters I mean, he's hilarious and Osha's P. Potter, played by John Goodman does a good job as well, but I actually got to meet um, Mark Williams in person at the press junket for the Harry Potter DVD release, and he's so fun to be around. He's such a pleasant character, and, you know, he's really great. So it was awesome to see him as such a hilarious character and And such a great movie. I remember about that part is when Osha's pee party, he was trying to smack um, Pea Green with the hammer, Mm -hmm. and then he got, Pea Green got out of the way before he did. But then he was stuck. The electricity was shocking him, so he was stuck smiling. He was trying Uh to say to turn off the power. 
Yeah. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the films The Borrowers and The Secret World of Arietti. So right now we're reviewing The Borrowers, which is a live-action 1997 film, and me and Anthony both love this film. So, Anthony, who do you think your favorite characters would be? That was a really, really hard choice for me. Mm -hmm. But right now... um. For some reason, I like Ocious Piparo because he's so funny. He's a really cool character. And I also like all the borrowers because there's mm-hmm. also a really funny family and they try to do everything they can to save the house. Mm-hmm. I liked Ocious Potter as well. I thought he was very funny and just a very, you know, hard and straightforward character. Plus, John Goodman is a fantastic actor. I also um, really liked Arietti and Pea Green, who are the youngest borrowers, played by Tom Felton and Flora Newbegin. And um, I just thought they did a fantastic job. I actually didn't know that Tom Felton played Pea Green. Um, this was when he was much younger, and this was a much earlier role for him. But I love Tom Felton as an actor, so it was really cool when I was doing my research on this movie. I was like, oh, Tom Felton played Pea Green. That's cool. So, Anthony, what did you like about the soundtrack of this film? I definitely thought the music was very lively and cute, so what are your opinions on it? I liked all the music. Um, sometimes they were driving and they had to go really, really quick, but I think I had one more favorite part. What's that? It's kind of a f- when the um, Ocious Pea Potter is trying to, um, like, make their house get destroyed. Uh-huh. And then she meets the lady at the front desk. She's waiting oh, for yeah. him to say please. And then mm-hmm. she tells him the very, very, very long way. And then the child comes in and says, where is it, please? And then she uh-huh. says, up the elevator and to the right and mm-hmm. down the hall. You can't miss uh-huh. it. Yeah, I thought that part was very funny, too. When Ocious P. Potter, he goes, he's trying to go to, like, contracting in this building. She's like, you go up the stairs to your right. You'll find a door. You go in that door, and there's another door to your left. Then you'll go down this stairs and up this elevator. And she gives them this whole long thing. And then the little boy comes in, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's just up the hall. And and the, uh, the elevator will take you there. And then she's like, oh, what a nice boy. I thought that was very funny as well. And I also thought it was very funny to see um, Ocious P. Potter, his character, he progressed from sort of being this, like, prideful man that was so full of himself to being this this man that was had his face all burnt up and he was covered in cheese and he got so frustrated throughout the movie. So it was really cool to watch that progression of frustration build up inside of him. So, Anthony, what age group do you think this film should be for? I said all ages because it's so it's just such a good movie. Mm-hmm. There's there's like pretty much everyone would love it except for some sad parts that happens. Mm-hmm. But ev- I think most people would love this movie. I absolutely agree with you. I think that this film is for all ages. It's perfect for family movie night. You know, if you can't, um, if everyone can't agree on what film to watch. And I thought it was fantastic. I, like I said before, I watched it when I was younger. And um, my little brother watched it. My mom watched it. We all enjoyed it. So we all had a really great time watching it. Um, Anthony, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Well, um, four to five. Okay, I think I would probably give it 
gosh, four and a half, five stars. I am right, right in that range with you. I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, perfect for a family movie night. Um, so, Anthony, do you think there's anything in this film that you could, you think could have been left out or maybe added in? Well, um, just like I said, like just how the borrowers um, disappeared. Eh. But I think there might be one more thing is during all the action they could have added um how they like when they were traveling to the dairy Mm -hmm. how they got there did they take any turns twist i want to i want to know how they got there yeah you you think that could have been elaborated on a little bit i agree with you there are certain aspects that could have been elaborated on but overall i think that the borrowers is a fantastic film and I think everyone should watch it. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new film, The Secret World of Arietti, which came out on February 17th, starring Bridget Mendler and David Henry, who are Disney Channel stars. I'm sure you've all seen them. And we have with us again, Anthony. Um, so, Anthony, we just reviewed the film Borrowers, and The Secret World of Arietti is a new animated film that is basically the same you know, generic story of the borrowers. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yes, is that this movie is really, really funny. And it's about a boy who first goes to his, um, another, one of his grandma's house. Mm-hmm. He, um, first goes out and sees that the cat is looking at the plant, a plant, and he sees the little borrower, Arietti. Mm-hmm. And he wonders how, and then he has to go inside the house. But really, he's only there for a few days because he's going to have an operation because there's something wrong with his heart. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, so this film talks about Arietti, hence the title, The Secret World of Arietti. But does it talk anything about her brother P. Green or anything about her family? There's only her mother and her father. Pea Green wasn't mentioned in the story. I see. So what are your initial thoughts about this film? Um, what are your opinions on it? Um, I thought this movie was really good. And I also want to see if they could probably add like P. Green into the story. Because mm-hmm. he was really funny on The Borrower. So I'm seeing if he could come in on that movie too. Absolutely. So how did you think that this film um, related to the borrowers? Do you think that they mixed, that they went together well? Um, yeah, because the secret world of Arietti is just like the same thing. It just has a different adventure and a few characters are missing. And so really it's the same thing. And and really, it's a really, really good story. Absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit about the cinematography? I know that it's an anime, which is um, a genre of animation. And um, it's also what they use in mangas, which are Japanese books, Japanese comic books. And I'm so into those. So I think the cinematography in this is very cool. But can you elaborate on that? Well, yes, I like all the cinematography cinematography because mm-hmm. it just shows all the probably the motion the pictures are great um probably all the sounds great I, I like everything and especially i like seeing like all the pictures of them and i remember seeing the crow go right through the window which mm-hmm. was really really cool and what did you think of the voice talent in this film? How did you think that they did on portraying the characters? I think they had a really good, um, because I found out that they had a lot of different voices for Arietti, and they mm-hmm. all sounded the same, so I think the soundtrack was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think you have a favorite scene or favorite character? You know, something in the film that really stuck out to you? Well, um, probably my favorite character would either would be both of these, Ariadne and the boy, mm-hmm. because Ariadne also 
is first wants to be a borrower, a like real borrower who goes out, and one day she's not out there, but um her her dad gets hurt, mm-hmm. and they also have to move because the boy's seen them. I see. If the boy sees them, an area, just like it said in the regular Bars movie, they can never be heard or seen. Absolutely. So they have to move. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what do you think about the emotion in this film? How was that captured? I know sometimes through animation, it's difficult to, you know, capture the emotion. But how did you think that the emotion was captured in this film? Well, I love all the emotion. It really showed... Most parts in the movie, everyone was really, really sad. But some parts, most of the parts of Arietti, she's always really, really happy. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the film The Secret World of Arietti, which is a new animated film from Studio Ghibli in Japan, and it came out on January 17th. So, Anthony, can you tell me a little bit about what age group you would suggest this for? Um, I think the age group would be about, like, uh, my sister's age, three and up, because there's mm-hmm. not too much scary parts, but to younger kids, they would get scared of the cat that keeps trying to kill the borrowers. Absolutely. And they, would, they would get scared of some parts. So there's a little things that are frightening. Yeah, so I think that it would be about three and up. Mm -hmm. And do you think that parents can take their children to this film and be able to enjoy it as well? Yes, because it was just like the movie as when they were a kid, the borrowers, and I think they would love the movie a lot. Fantastic. And what do you think the biggest morals and messages are that you got out of this film? Well, probably the best message is to be calm. Um, Maybe, probably, I think the best message in this is, like, not to be afraid. Because the borrowers are so afraid of the humans at first. And then Ariadne meets one. And it's just really, really nice. And later in the movie, the cat starts to like the borrowers, too. (laughs) That's funny. Well, I know you and I both really liked seeing the contraptions that the borrowers made in the film, The Borrowers, the 1997 version of it. So can you tell me what you thought of the contraption shown in this new film, The Secret World of Arietti? Well, I thought it was really cool because like a fishing hook could be a Uh grappling hook. Uh Earrings could be good at climbing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I just see all the contraptions they make is so it's so cool, and like some thread is also a rope. Uh huh. I think so. it's cool to get that idea, you know, to be able to see this film, and um, be able to see like you look around your house, like I'm looking around my house right now, and being like, oh, a borrower could use that for something. So it's sort of cool. It gives the world around us a new perspective because simple things that we use every day could be something that could save a borrower's life. So I just find that very interesting. One more thing is like if, um, like just um, something could be a sword, like a needle can be a sword. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah. So they have lots of stuff to protect them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very interesting to look around and see that. Um, so, Anthony, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I would give it five. Five. And why is that? Because it's such a good story. And I just think most people would love it. It's I don't... There's only some scary parts, but everything else is perfect. Awesome. So, can you tell me if you were to see yourself as a character in this film, or if there is any character that displays certain characteristics of yourself, which character do you think that would be? For some reason, Arietti, because I really like going on adventures. I'm like, some... I'm not allowed to, but I like to wander off to see new places. (laughs) Well, I was the same way when I was your age, and I still am now. I love going on spontaneous adventures and exploring different places, you know, finding out um, history to things and, you know, really delving in deep to adventures. So I can relate to you on that level. So, did you relate to the storyline in any way? I mean, I know you said you related to Arietti, but was there anything else in the story that you could relate to? Well, um, it's like when they're moving, they have to travel by feet, foot, and for, and this is a really big coincidence. Um, I'm going on a camping trip sooner, mm-hmm. soon. Um, so we're going to be like walking around. Uh huh. So it's kind of like the same thing the borrowers did. So you can relate to it on that level. Do you yeah. think there's anything in this film that you think could have been left out or something that you really would like to have seen in this film? Yeah, um, the rest of the borrowers, Pea Green. Pea Green. Mm-hmm. You would like to see Pea Green? Uh, well, I, and I also know they made a UK version of this film, so I think that would be very interesting to see, to see how that um, differentiated from the US version of the film. Yeah. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show with me and for talking to everyone about The Borrowers and also The Secret World of Arietti, which is still in theaters, so be sure to go catch that. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. <laughs>